0: Hello and welcome to Inspired, your grown-up girl talk. I'm Stacy Fleece with Samantha Tredelius on this lovely, not raining, but still cold winter day in the Bay Area. How are here you? We go?
1: Woo, here we go. It's uh, January still. It feels like uh, we are starting the year off right and with just another amazing conversation that I think is of the front of everyone's mind, right? So our guest today is is phenomenal. We can't wait to jump in. Let's do it. Absolutely.
0: Well, uh, you know, they say that the best things come in small packages. I personally have found that myself. And uh, today's guest is no exception. Uh, Coming in at just over five feet tall, but such a powerhouse. Rena Vacone, so glad to have you here um, CEO and founder of passion fit, but did a major shift in your career to get there. Uh, but first of all, welcome. Thank you for joining us. This is, uh, this is stuff that everybody knows and loves and wants to talk about, wants to get better at, um, in terms of, uh, health and wellness of our own lives. So, um, I'm looking forward to what we learn from you over the next 30 minutes.
2: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Stacy and Samantha for having me. I'm excited for our conversation today.
0: So your, your career world, uh, you know, after getting your undergrad in Wisconsin, a grad degree from Boston University, your career world took you in a very different direction than you are today, you mm-hmm. kind of spent your um, early years, uh, and I say early 20 plus in digital media from for some major companies, Um And and one of the things that you said is your own experiences during academic and professional careers and witnessing others during those years really showed you the path to where you are today. So let's go back a little bit to your digital media world. What was going on with you at that time? And how did you then shift your whole world to passion fit where you are focused on overall wellness and health, emotional, physical, all of the above?
2: yeah so yeah it's been it's been quite a journey both personally and professionally um i did have a career in digital media working in corporate america For about 16, almost 17 years, um, I worked for Google and Yahoo and Reebok and GE and several other companies. And I did love my career. I mean, I got to work with a lot of the large entertainment uh, companies, publishing companies in digital media and advertising. And it was really fun and exhilarating, um, intellectually stimulating all of those things. Um, I think it was after my husband and I had our first and then our second son. We have two boys, they're 16. And my little one actually turns 13 tomorrow. I can't believe we're going to be parents of two teenagers, not just one. a um, up, but- baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been a ride, and I know it's only about to get wilder, so... Um but yeah I mean I think it was that that time when I became a working mom of two kids and my husband and I have always been a dual career couple he actually still works for Google um today and there was a time where we overlapped for about 4 years both at Google I was there first and he came from management consulting and you guys know this you're from the bay area I mean b- being there being in silicon valley it sort of was a a bit of a rat race um you know people are it's so- a lot yeah it's a lot just very high achieving people amazing people so brilliant coming from all over the world um all for tech and innovation and, and to work in that industry and while I loved it. I think when I did become a mom of two boys, I realized, you know, this is this is challenging to try to manage two careers with two young kids. And it was always very important for me to be a hands-on mom and for my husband as well. And he definitely helped. I couldn't do what I do both during my corporate years and even now as an entrepreneur without his help and support. But we both honestly hit a point of burnout. And and I saw that happening, not just with us um, as a couple, but so many of my colleagues in Silicon Valley. Just burning the midnight oil, um, you know, burning the candle at both ends, working, working, then trying to be hands on with your kids. And it just got to be a lot. And I think in 2014, that was the year that I left my corporate career and launched Passion Fit. It was a very pivotal year for me. Um, my grandfather po- passed away that year from heart disease. He was my last living grandparent. And it's interesting because he always saw that I had this lifelong passion for health and wellness, even throughout my corporate career. Um, I've been teaching fitness classes since I I was a freshman in college and I would go to conventions to learn more about nutrition and yoga and mindfulness for fun. <laughs> and um, so he said, you know, you have a real passion. I can see that in you. You know, maybe someday you'll have a second career in it. Whatever you do, don't let go of it. And I really held on to those words. And the year that he passed away, I realized, you know what, like he he really saw something in me and, and I feel that myself. I knew that a lot of other people were probably also struggling with burnout and health issues from working too much. And even though I've always had a passion for health and wellness, I even lost sight of it during that time. So that's really what prompted me to start my company. I thought, I want to take those passions that I've always had that even I lost sight of just because of stress and busyness and trying to balance work and family. And I want to help others. And, you know, I have a soft spot in my heart for other women professional women who are also mothers and i they are the people that i wanted to help first and foremost and then as i also you know wanted to really touch the corporate world then that that touches everyone so i work with individuals you know a lot of moms professional women that you know just don't have the time to take care of themselves and they get burnt out and they put everybody else before themselves we've all done it myself included and i wanted to help them but then i also wanted to really make a footprint in the corporate world because even after the pandemic we've seen so much happening with burnout and stress and anxiety in the workplace. And I wanted to do something about that as well. So, my company, Passion Fits, mission is to empower women to flourish both personally and professionally through wellness. Um, but I work with individuals, companies, nonprofits, universities, schools, and the media. And the focus is holistic. So, it's on fitness, on nutrition, on stress management and mindfulness, on productivity work-life balance, and really just leading an overall healthy lifestyle.
1: And I dig it. I dig it. And I dig the idea of taking, you know, being that woman, you were her, right? You were her feeling what many of us feel and then going, hold on, let's pump the brakes. Let's find a solution. And so many women, and we talk about this constantly over these last four years about the burnout, the grind, the being everything to everybody and then being last to ourselves. So to be able to create space that's, you know, I can even tell just by talking to you like you're a fun person to be around, like you're a motivator. You, you know people can really subscribe to that. Ten years in business, that's a big deal. Um, and so you're just celebrating your 10 year anniversary this year. I mean, let's talk about like what it's like to go from being working for somebody and now working for yourself and being successful at it. I mean what were some of those major blocks that you had to kind of climb over to get to where you are today?
2: Yeah. I mean, you're right. There were blocks in 10 years. I mean, you guys know it's, it's not like it's been the smooth ride. <laughs> I'm always I. It was it was there's something something wrong. right. There's something wrong if it were a smooth ride, but yeah, I just, I really try to be really open and honest and real about the fact that yes, there have been ups and downs. I think the biggest hurdle was right in the beginning. You know, I had the idea for passion fit in 2012. Um, I had the domain secured I had the name I had the concept but it took me two years to really get the courage to walk away from my corporate career so I didn't do it until 2014 and I was even kind of doing some things on the side when I was still working at Google and I was very open with my management you know my management team and my team and colleagues because they all knew that I had this passion for health and wellness so I started a blog and I started a YouTube channel and and these were all things that were not in conflict obviously with my work at Google um, but by the time I did get the courage to make this change and I told everybody what I was looking to do they said, of course, this makes sense. You know, of course, this is what you're going to do. We see that. Um, and, you know, my boss had even said, first, what can we do to keep you? But if we can't keep you, just know your job will always, you know, you can always come back to Google if it doesn't work out. But we wish you success and luck, you know. And so that hurdle, that was a mental hurdle to start, right, to, to have the courage to walk away. Because I think so oftentimes as women or as humans, we attach our identities to things. The, the schools we went to, the companies we work for, right, um, our who we are in terms of our professional life, and 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 that definitely has happened to me, and it's something I'm always reminding myself of, and what I'm trying to teach my kids is, you are you, just as you, right? You don't have to be this or that, or have these titles or these labels to be a value in society or as a person in your family. Um, but I think I, I did get caught up in that in Silicon Valley working for Google. I'm like, how do I walk away from this? You know, well,
0: and you even talk about that when you had that realization to leave your corporate job, that it was almost a, it. Was was. was almost jarring um it it you know sort of took you by surprise a little bit um Mm -hmm. you were at google like oh the pinnacle of silicon valley jobs um how do you get how do you get the confidence to be able to say nope i'm gonna go do this totally different thing that's in a completely different world that is a 180 um where, where does where does where does that courage come from where does that uh I guess where does the self-confidence of like, yeah, I got, I got my shit together. I'm going to go do that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. I mean, it, it took a while. It didn't happen overnight, but I think where it came from is while for some people it might sound like I went and did something totally like out of whack, like so different from what I was doing, in some ways it it was something that I had always been sort of aspiring to do and honestly feel like I was destined to do with those passions, sort of the side projects I was doing throughout college, throughout graduate school, throughout my corporate career. Wait,
0: bust out your mission statement that you wrote in college Oh yeah, that drove (laughs) you to this.
2: You did your homework. Um, I did write a mission statement, yes. When I was 19, I was a sophomore in college in the business school at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And um, I held on to it and it's an entire, it's, it's funny you're mentioning it because I, I don't know if I've, I haven't shared this publicly yet, but I'm working on my second book right now. It's the follow up to my first book called The Wellness Empowered Woman, which launched in 2021. And, um, this new book, I'm hoping I want it to launch in conjunction with the 10 year anniversary of Passion Fit, but I share my mission statement, um, in this book. Um, So I won't give too much of it away, but one of the things that I had written in there was that I wanted to find my talent and my special purpose on this earth and serve humanity to the best of my ability. Love and it. I honestly feel with every ounce of my being that what I am doing meets that that mission. Nailed
1: that. it, girl. I know, just <laughs> old die. I think for so many women, it's like they've got this thing inside of them, you know, and it's like pulling it out. I mean- Who you are now isn't too far from who you've always been. It was just you had to kind of get down a different path to get to where you are today. And I think that with your work, you know, women can really feel that, connect with it and go like, hey, Rena's doing this. Like, I can do this too. Um, So you're doing uh, fitness classes, right? You've got a book that you've done. You have a blog. You've got so many different things going on. Out of your whole, you know, menu of things that you're doing, what's your most favorite?
2: That's a great question. Um, and I've been asked it before. And I think, you know, my favorite is, is real, I love people. I'm an extrovert. I love helping people. I love, you know, having deep conversations and relationships. So I do think, uh, but I, I love groups and individuals as well. So I kind of have this sort of dual love for the consumer side and the corporate side of my business, because I feel like when I work with consumers, you know, I am working mostly with women, you know, I'm creating wellness retreats and doing wellness coaching and teaching these fitness and yoga and dance classes and doing a lot of charitable events. And so I love building that community and getting to know these women. So many of the women that are part of the Passion Fit community are some of my dearest friends and new friends that I've made along the way. And so I enjoy that. I enjoy cultivating those relationships Amongst others, helping them to build that community within Passion Fit um, and then building that myself. Uh, but again i I think because I worked in corporate america for so long I, I just i love you know being in with companies and and brainstorming and and being with groups in that aspect as well and kind of still staying close to what's happening in the business world and so I think to answer your original question about what sort of allowed me to to make this change and to have that courage and that confidence it's because what I'm doing today I really tried to utilize all of my areas of of strength and and passion right so I love public speaking. I love writing. I love creating groups and communities. I love building content and products and services. So I'm using all of my business skills, my digital media and advertising skills. And then for me, the best way to reach people is through communication. And I've always known that. And so I'm glad that through this work that I'm doing, I'm able to sort of use those skills to reach people in various ways. And, and those are the, you know, things that have helped me to, to stay confident. And yes, I've had imposter syndrome. I've had times where I felt like like giving up and going back to my corporate job and times where I wanted to, to quit and I felt like a failure. I definitely have. Um, but I think if you truly, and this is for anyone listening, if you want to go off and do something on your own and become an entrepreneur, if you truly with your whole heart believe in what you're doing, that's going to see you through those tough days. It's what's gotten me to 10 years of doing this. And I will continue to do this. This is my life's work. So if you can find something that really speaks to your soul and allows you to go out there and do good in the world, um, that that will get you through those tough days, I promise you.
1: That's incredibly powerful and so true. And so many people need to hear it because I think that when you're fully immersed in, in what it is you're doing... The the fruits of the labor. I mean, it's hard work. I mean, being an entrepreneur is. We always say it's like getting into the garbage disposal and turning it on and just like jumping over the blades and hoping to God, right? Yeah. You're not gonna cut yourself because it's visual. On that is fantastic. It's a mess, but it's so great when it works out and when you can look at see ten years of being in business. I mean, one year of being in business is huge. Ten is, and and especially in the space that you're in, it is somewhat saturated. I think a lot, you know, because everybody's kind of got their own fix on fitness and different things but to be able to really find a market and a need for it and to be able to create space for women I mean I'm a part of a group fitness um group of ladies and I can't tell you enough like just what that does for me every single day I mean it's it's moving um and once you subscribe to the tribe man you're in so it's yes. it's phenomenal it's phenomenal um tell us a little bit about you know you're busy 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 mom you've got a lot going on like what's is- you like to do for fun I always like to kind
2: of know what, what what kind of makes you tick yeah um I you know have have a lot of interest I love to dance um even though I teach it I also just I love dancing so I think that's something that's really fun um I love I have a huge group of girlfriends down here and even still up in the bay area who I keep in touch with and um so it's fun to just get together with the girls and do like a fun girls dinner and, and maybe go dancing or grab coffee oh, yeah it is um, yeah. Right? Like, right. I still try to make the time to do that as much as I can. Um, I love to read. Um, I love travel. I love shopping. Um, I love, you know, one of the, my favorite things is to be with my husband and kids and, and watch our boys play sports. Like, that gives me so much joy. They both play competitive soccer and basketball and flag football and, um, my husband and I are just total sports parents and um, we've built community through that as well. Talk about community and health and wellness. I think with, you know, your kids. I mean, for us having moved from the Bay Area after 20 years down to San Diego, it can be a little bit daunting at this stage of life. But um, because, you know, our boys are still in school and they're playing sports, we've met so many great people down here as well. And I just find that to be really enjoyable. Just that, that again, that community, that camaraderie, cheering our kids on, they're loving it and having fun. And um, yeah, it's probably one of my favorite things to do.
0: So we touched a little bit on the saturation of the space, which I, I'm sure you would not disagree. But I do feel like your approach is very different. Not only that you're encompassing what you, you know, you refer to as the four pillars of health, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual, but one of your philosophies um, is that you combine the best of East and West. And as a as a first generation born Indian American, you've got that background to merge them together. And I Explain to me what that means as a as a super uber waspy person who's like as white as I could possibly be. Um, I'm mixed with nothing. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to know more about the the sort of the Eastern approach on your philosophies.
2: Yeah, so yeah, as you mentioned, I'm first generation born Indian American. My parents immigrated to the United States from India in 1970. So. Um, it's been a long time for them in this country, but they really instilled a lot of the Indian culture and the values and the practices and myself and my siblings, I have two brothers and a sister and you know a big part of that is yoga and meditation. Um, you know, that really was, that was founded, um, through, you know, the Indian culture and through our religion. We're Hindu. And, um, so I really, um, you know, have embodied that. I was taught that by my parents and my grandparents when I was a child. And, um, I really find that it's a gift. Um, and then I've obviously gone on to get my own trainings and certifications in yoga and mindfulness because for me, um, you know, being born and raised in the United States, I'm American as much as I am Indian. And I really wanted to make it mainstream, right. And, and bring it to people that like you're saying, you know, Stacey, you've never had necessarily exposure to some of these things on the nope. side. Right. So I wanted to make it so that it felt like, okay, I can, I can practice deep breathing and do breath work and, and focus on meditation in a way that isn't daunting, right. Meditation doesn't have to be where you're sitting in a room in silence for 30 minutes. It's meditation can be when you're hiking meditation can be when you're cooking or listening to calming music or in your yoga class um so that is a part of you know really bringing the east and west together from a mindfulness and a yoga perspective um from a fitness and dance perspective i've you know i've been trained in in ballet and hip hop and modern and jazz but also bollywood dance so i bring bollywood Oh that's and- so cool which is really fun. And then when it comes to the nutrition side as well, I really grew up with, you know, natural remedies, you know, we grew up with um, homeopathic medicines. And as much as obviously, if you have to treat illness from a Western medicine perspective, if your doctor prescribes something, obviously, you have to respect that. And if you need to take it, you take it. But if you can also blend in natural remedies, um, you know, turmeric powders, and, and what that can do for you ginger and Um, you know, different things like that. I've really learned that as well from my, from my parents, especially my mom has instilled a lot of those sort of Eastern remedies in the kitchen and different spices and different things that can really help when you're having upper respiratory issues or, you know, things of that nature. You can sort of bring those two things together because I've always kind of felt like I am sort of in the middle, right? Like I really can connect with my Indian culture, especially as I've gotten older and have an appreciation for it. But I also, I love being American. I was born and raised here. And, and you know, my I have a mix of friends. And so I really like that blend. My kids are actually half my husband is American comes from German and Czech roots. And so we're raising our kids to really blend the two um, cultures and things together as well. So I bring that into my work. And I do feel like it is a bit of a, a differentiator, if you will.
0: Okay, a personal follow up question. I take turmeric because somebody told me to once, why do I take it?
2: So turmeric has just a lot of properties in it that help with things like helping your immune system. If you're having sort of colds and upper respiratory issues, it can really help with your sinuses. So there's just, there's a lot of benefits of turmeric and you can take it in more of a supplement or vitamin form. You can put it in your food. Obviously I grew up with turmeric in a lot of the Indian cuisines that my mom would, you know, make growing up that I now cook for my family. So yeah, so it definitely helps with a lot of different things, but immune system system, and respiratory are two big ones.
1: All right. It's it's a good one. Um, so here's a question. So we're California girls, all of us. We live here. We've lived here for a long time. And I uh-huh. feel like our orbit, our what we know is wellness, fitness. You know, I heard somebody say like, oh, that's such a California thing to do the other day. Are we noticing across the country and even globally, like people are becoming more in tune with this movement? Or is it still kind of just like a West Coast, California thing? I mean, are, are people getting more aware of the overall wellness as a whole, like just from your, you know, overview.
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, and, and I do have a perspective on it because I'm from the Midwest originally. My husband and I are actually born and raised in Wisconsin. And, um, and then we spent a lot of time living on the East Coast. We were in Boston. I was in the New York tri-state area for work and grad school. So I've seen sort of the East, the West Coast, and the Midwest. And I will say probably like 15, 20 years ago, it was more of a California thing, right, for the most part. But I really have seen there's some cities like Minneapolis is always ranked as, you know, one of the healthiest cities. Madison, Wisconsin, where, you know, we went to undergrad, Um, Boston is another really um, great place that's getting more and more known for wellness, as well as New York, right in Manhattan. So I think the pandemic has also had a huge impact on the health and wellness industry, people started to realize the importance of health and their immune systems, because we were faced with something none of us have ever faced in our entire lifetime, right with these viruses that we had never seen or heard of. And so people started to pay more attention to their health, physical, And then mental health. I think mental health um, has really taken on sort of a different meaning in society now than, again, 15, 20 years ago, where it maybe felt more taboo to talk about things like anxiety or depression. Um, Whereas younger generations and social media, you know, you're seeing a lot more conversations happening, which I think is a great thing. Um, So I, you know, it is, yes, California, we're a lot, we're, I don't want to say allowed but the weather allows us in some ways to to be more we're active. just
1: a little cooler we're I mean, just, we can just. we just early we adopters come
2: on The what i mean the west coast is the best coast in my opinion It is. Um, But yeah, it's nice to see that in other parts of the country and other parts of the world that wellness is becoming something that's more of a priority for people because we need that. We need people to say to the
1: gal who's, you know, sitting at home going, you know, I just I wish I could get involved with something. I just, you know, I don't have time or, you know, all the excuses. Right. We've all heard them. We've all said them. You know, what are some quick, like easy starter points for someone to like really kind of just provoke wellness within? Like what are just some easy things that you could do without having to sign up or join or go? Like what are just some little tips that you could give that gal who's sitting at home right now listening?
2: Yeah. I think it's first start with your own natural interests, right? If you don't want to be in a grueling 60 minute bootcamp class, I love it, but not everybody loves that. That's okay. You don't have to do that. Maybe it's walking every day just for 10 minutes or calling up your girlfriends in the neighborhood, right? And getting um, some people together to walk. Or if you don't want to, you know, get into this big community at this point, just yourself or with your significant other. Um, So find something, if it's dance, if you love to ski, if you love swimming, you know, pick the activities that you naturally enjoy. And even if I get it in this day and age with work and kids and technology, sometimes, you know, I've had a lot of women say to me, I don't even, I don't know. I don't know what I enjoy because I haven't done anything in years." that's okay. Go back to your younger self. You know, what were the things you enjoyed as a kid and try to find those sort of childlike qualities within yourself so that you can pick activities you enjoy. Um, Same thing with food. You don't have to go on some crazy restrictive diet and feel deprived and unhappy. Maybe just look at of the foods that you enjoy. What are some of the healthiest ones and how can you build around that? Start to build your meals around it and kind of keep adding to your palate. So I think if you always start and then again, for the mindfulness thing as well. If you don't want to meditate, that's okay. What, what do you like to do to sort of just turn inward? Maybe it's taking a bath. Maybe it's, um, you know, listening to a podcast that you find relaxing. Um, so if you start with those things that you enjoy, then that's a great way to kind of feel successful with wellness. Um, and then that will maybe allow you to get curious and want to build on that and add more and more into your life.
0: Can true crime documentaries count as relaxation meditation
2: moments? Hey, there's no judgment from me, so I think if that makes you feel like you can AC, out AC, the outside world and you feel it. good about it, go for it, girl. I just,
0: I just want to know if I can check the box with my true crime. It's Keith
1: Morrison's voice that really just takes you to another place. We got it. Know. we get it. Josh never... is also not bad though. No, no, I. I'm Believer, even just like sitting and putting your feet on the ground and taking a couple deep breaths, if that's where it has to start. I mean, it's sometimes nice to just hit pause. I saw a girlfriend post the other day that after she drops the kids off at school and does everything, she'll just literally sit in the car in the driveway for like five minutes, and that's for her is just like her. I mean, you can call it whatever you want, but for her, that moment is what she needs. And so, take those moments, ladies and men. Because I think that, you know, just giving yourself that little bit of grace and that pause can really allow you to be open and be better at life a little bit. I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm still a work in progress.
2: (laughs) But I love it. And I think it's very true. And I think everyone should find that thing that just allows them to kind of relax and and take a load off. And it's going to look different for everyone. And that's the beauty of it.
1: And it can change, right? It doesn't have to be the same thing all the time. Like, it's okay to try stuff out.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I think it's funny. I had posted on my Instagram the other day, my younger son, so cute for Christmas. He got me this neck and back massager. It's this he took his like gift card from one of his birthdays and he used it on Amazon and got Christmas gifts for myself and my husband. So mine is this awesome neck massager. You can use it on the couch. You can lay up in bed. And last Sunday, you know, busy day sports, cooking dinner, cleaning up. And then I was watching the Emmys and I was just laying with my massager. And for me, that was my form of, you know, just Zen and mindfulness. And it was lovely. So yeah, you can get creative with it.
1: I dig it. I dig it. So tell us where our listeners can find you websites, Instagram, where do we go to find the things?
2: Yes. Um, so my website is passionfit.com and that really is your hub to get to everything. Um, from there, you can subscribe to my free newsletter. Um, you can follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter now called X um, on threads on TikTok on YouTube, all of it. Um, my blog is on my website as well. So yeah, feel free to reach out anytime. I'm always happy to help and love continuing to build community in the areas of health and wellness. So
0: and let's also say that on your website is uh, a link to your TEDx talk, which great. I mean, anyone that's done a TEDx talk is pretty
1: cool in my book. <laughs> right you would have
0: been cool anyway but now you, are, you have the she extra just the end.
1: she just up, <laughs> up the bar yep. Marina, you're amazing you're just a woman who's so well spoken you've got your shit together and you're helping other women get theirs as well we appreciate you we appreciate this time and this space and we hope that everybody else gets out there this week and is inspired